0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, berucham abam. Welcome everyone to a special edition of All Parsha. Parsha's Shoftim, the Benla Ashri, the Tzaddik of Ranana, Rabbi Yitzchak HaKoyin Huberman, on Parsha's Shoftim. I'd like to share with you seven offerings of the Benla Ashri on the Parsha. Let's begin with the opening pasuk. Shoftim v'shoitrim titen lecha. Roshay Tevois, shoiftim v'shoytrim Titen lecha shoysel, to plant. This alludes to that which Sigmar says in Sanhedrin, on Daf Zayin Amid Beis, that anyone who sets up a improper Dayan, ki ilu noitea ashera b'Yisrael, it's like planting a Ashera tree, an Ave Duzar tree, that establishing Dayanim is similar to planting and there's nothing that is not alluded to in the Chumash, shoiftim v'shoitrim, titan l'cha, rashi tevoys, Now it's worthwhile to speak out the Balaturim later on in Pasuk Chaf Aleph. He says the word asherah, Aleph shin reish is gematria, dayan, she'en hagon. That anyone who establishes sets up a dayan, she'en hagon, it's like planting an asherah. Now we analyze the words shoiftim v'shoitrim which are Roshet Tevois and Soyfe Tevois. Shoiftim is Rashi Tevois. Shin, it begins with a Shin, ends in a final Mem. Veshoitrim begins in a Vav, ends in a final Mem. Gematria 386. Gematria, David Ben Yishai, 386. What's the connection between Shoiftim Veshoitrim and David Ben Yishai, says the Ben Lashri because in this month, the month of Elah, when we read Parsha shoiftim, we always say, ledavid Hashem oiri veyeshi. Okay, now we have an amazing offering of the Ben Lashri, shoiftim T titen l'cha. Why l'cha? The word l'cha seems to be extra. It should say, shoiftim T titen. And why does it say, b'chol she'arecha? Rashi says, b'chol she'arecha means in every city. So then it should say, b'chol arecha. And furthermore, the whole Pasuk is saying what you should do, and then they will judge. We mean they. It says, and you should judge. Why does it say, and they will judge? Well, says the Ben Lashri, we know the famous principle anyone who judges their friend favorably. God will judge them favorably. And the Gemara in Shabbos, Kovchof, Vavlam, and Be'ez brings countless examples of tzaddikim, of Amorayim, who judge their friend favorably. And therefore the pasuk is saying like this, Shoyftim v'shoytrim, you should judge Lecha for your own benefit. You should judge people favorably Bechol She'arecha, in every Hashara, in every estimation, and every time you see something in your friend, you should always... Be meshayer, and all of your estimations, you should judge favorably for yourself, for your own benefit. Because by the way you judge your friend is the way God will judge you. (laughs) Asher Hashem lekecha noisin lecha lishvatecha, that Hashem your God gives to you lishvatecha. Because if you don't judge your friend favorably, then lecha what will be for you is shvatecha midas hadin, and therefore. One should judge favorably, l'cha, for your own benefit, b'cho she'arecha, in all of your estimations. Okay, let us move on. Soim tasim alecha melech, asher yivchar Hashem le'kecha boy, you should place a king that Hashem your God has selected, mi'kerevachecha, from among your brethren, and then the pasuk says, you can't place a foreign man that's not your brother, rak just don't um, amass too many horses or women. And the mafarsham asks, what is this double Lashon? soim tasim? Furthermore, first it says the king is someone that God selected. And then it says, don't place a nachri. What do you mean don't place a nachri? Whoever God selects, that's going to be the king. I mean, it's a contradiction. First it says the king will be the one that God chooses, and then it says, don't uh, appoint a nachri. Therefore, says the ben Ashri, there are two commands here. There's a command of soim and a command of tasim. Soim implies always, and therefore, because of always, this is something we do always, it's referring to the appointment of David Hamelch and his family. That's the way it should be. Soim tasim, and he's the one. Asher yifchar Hashem. This is the way it should be. He is the one who God selected, and it doesn't have to soim. You don't have to place it because God will appoint it. However, Tassim is another command. One day the Asars Shashvatim will split off from the rest of the Jewish people and they will choose their own king and that will not be someone who God selected. So that king makes sure it's not um, somebody who's not Mikarev Achicha. That person better be uh, Mikarev Achicha and not an Ishnachri. That's Tassim at the end of the time. Now, this will answer an amazing question. This, is, well, this will be a wondrous approach to answer the following question. That Shlomo HaMelech said, even though the Torah says that, you don't um, increase too many wives, so they don't turn your heart away, Shlomo says, I will marry more wives and they will not turn my heart away. So, why didn't anybody stop him? Why didn't the Sanhedrin stop him? It says the Ben Lashri, it could be, there are two commands over here. There's the Mitzvah of Soim, the Mitzvah of Soim applies to Malchus Beis David, and Tossim applies to later kings. And the command, don't appoint a foreigner, is only in reference to the Aser HaShvatim, because obviously in terms of the command of appointing the Malchus based David, you can't appoint anyone who God has not selected. Namely, God chooses from the Malchus Beis David. And then you could then make the following argument that the mitzvah loyar beloy susim loyar beloy noshim loyar beloy kesef that was never given to the malchus based of it, because since God selected them, they have the insurance policy and they are protected. with Siata Dishmaya. it's only the kings who God did not select. God said, look, one day you're g- there's going to be a cessation from the rest of the body of the Jewish people and I will not appoint those kings and those kings better watch out. And And this explains how Shlomo HaMelech had the uh, ability to marry, so to speak, to marry more women than the Torah allowed, because he felt that that command was only applicable to the mitzvah of Tosim not to the mitzvah of soim. Offering number five, the of loy es mishne al sefer milafne You should write for him this mishnah ha'tayra in a book from before the kaihanim, the levim. Now, if the king is going to write Mishnah Torah, so then it should just say the Kassavla is Mishnah Hatorah Hazais, and fer- period. What does it mean Milafneha Hakayanim Halavim? These three words Milafneha Hakayanim Halavim seem to be extra and extraneous, and therefore says the Ben Lashim, maybe it's a remez that someone who's Mechadesh Taira and he writes a sefer, he needs to seek out the Haskama of the Gedolei Hadar. And therefore it's saying, because of is Mishneh Toira, make sure it's Milafneha Kayanim Halaviyya, make sure you get a haskamah from the tzadikim and the chachamim. However, according to the Targum that adds Mishnah, Mishnah refers to teaching, Shinan, the Targum says. So then the remez would be that a Haskamah is only needed when you're writing khidushe torah Toira and Populam that could have the ramification Halacha lamaisa But if it's something that is not relevant Halacha lamaisa but it's only Drush, then perhaps one would not need to get a Haskamah. Now we go on to Perek Pasuk Chav. rum Laman yomim It's talking about this way the king will... Have a long reign, Loyah La Kayanim It should not be for the Kaihanim and the lavim. says the Ben Lashri, the juxtaposition of Lo la Kaihanim halavim to Laman Yahim Amam Lahtoi, it's coming to be Mirames to the malchus the Nehashmanae, that they will not have a long reign, because only from the Malchus of Yehuda will it be Yarech Yamim Amam But not Lo La Kaihanim halavim. In fact, perhaps that's why right before La Yela says the Ben Lashir, it says Hu Ubanov. That is a remez to Matziahu Ubanov, who in fact will reign. And then this is an amazing offering. Perak Yurches, Pasuk Yurches, Novi Akim Lohem, a prophet I will establish for them. Mikerav Achehem Kamoicha, from among their brothers like you. Vnasati Devarai Befiv, I will put my word in his mouth. Now if you look in the Targum Targum uncle says on the words I will put my word in his mouth The I will place my word of prophecy in his mouth. Why did the Targum have to add the word it, She should just say I will place my word in his mouth. It's referring to Nevuah, but none of these three words. Vinasati means I will place, and the Targum translates that as Ve'etein. Devarai is translated as Pisgame. Befiv is translated as Bepume. But where does the word Nevuase come in? Moreover, in the next Pasuk, where it says, And it will be the man that doesn't listen to my words that speaks in my name, the Targum says, Dimal el b'shmi, That speaks in my name. He doesn't add the word Nevuah. Says the Ben Lashi an amazing thing. We know Chazal tells us on the word Zeh Hadavar that Moshe prophesied with the word Zeh and the other prophets prophesied with the word Kai. Because Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy was on the Madrega of Shechina Medaberes Mitach The Divine Presence spoke from his voice box. Well, if the Divine Presence spoke from his voice box and no, no other prophet's voice box, then these words, "ash devarai befiv I will place my words in his mouth, one mistakenly may interpret that to mean that God will put words into the voice box of the Navi, therefore the Targum went out of his way to translate devarai befiv means not just my word, my word of prophecy, because this is just regular prophecy, and this is not actually coming from the voice box of God speaking from the voice box of the Navi. So since it says bepiv. The Targum was compelled to describe it as nevuasi. However, in the next Pasuk, where it doesn't mention the word piv, and there's no reference to God speaking out of anyone's voice box, it was not necessary for the Targum to clarify that it's referring to prophecy. Okay, these are seven beautiful offerings of the Ben La'ashri. I want to wish everybody a wonderful rest of the week. And Shabbos, parashas, haba La latagat.